shooter. If I've been out here selling myself short, pushing for less just for the love of the sport and no gimmies. Clear to see it, send me the vibe. But the hustle is not only taking the strides to see more better, not only more cheddar. Talk it like I walk it, call it poor man special. Seen more than envy in the eyes on my drive. Lessons over losses just to keep my sister proud. Can't describe the time it took just for me to hold my head instead of showing all my knowledge. Slow to speak instead. And beyond that, I learned how to finesse the force direct with my mouthpiece. That's verbal in the course. What's that? Okay, well, let me first start off by saying um, it is so like warm like being <laughs> here you know what i'm saying like there's an electricity here i'm not being inappropriate at all yeah, yeah. but you know what i'm saying like good chemistry yeah good chemistry yeah. and then like good rich like beautiful melanin from the inside out i think whenever we get around each other it's like a charge you <laughs> yeah, know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. black on black <laughs> yeah so i love that so i just had to say that um and yeah so i'm excited to be here yeah. Thank you for having me, Nick. Yep. Verbal Intercourse Jackson Podcast. It's the one and only. Yep. It's the only one. It's the only one. When intercourse is done right, you only need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know. Right, right. So, that's where we're at with it. I'm so happy you let me come on here and talk to you. For sure. For I think sure. that you are uh, brilliant. I think that you have a very strong, um, distinct voice in the culture here in Jackson. And I know you from school. Mm -hmm. Like we, I say we grew up together because we did grow up at the same time, but we went to, uh, we went to school somewhere together. Like probably, did you go to Chester? I went to Powell. I went to APAC. Probably. I went to Murrah for a minute. Murrah. That's where we went. In ninth grade, you remember me from ninth grade? I don't think we was in the same class. We couldn't have been in the same class, but I knew you. Like, I knew y'all. Yeah, yeah. We just, you know how Jackson people be around the way. Yeah. So, you know, it. once you once you cool with people in Jackson, it's just like people know you forever. That's yeah. why when people, you know, get in trouble or pass away, it hit, like, Yeah, hard. like it's community. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's all sure. one community. yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. I wanted to say that because when I think about, like, who we've been and who we are now, you really cannot imagine who you will become or who the people around you, who they'll become or even what they're capable of. I know, right? That's crazy. Yeah, because I never thought I'd be doing a podcast. Look at that. And, I mean, I think for us, too, I don't. I don't think we could really could have conceptualized like the ability to sit here and do this. When we were coming, I read the other day that the 2007 was the big takeoff for technology. Like 2007 was when like Apple and I know I'm saying 2007, we graduated in 06. But when you look back and say 2007, so we were the first like into the brave new world. For sure. Same yeah. time. And, and it's, it's funny that, they put that that actual you know 2007 that on date it. on it yeah because it's i definitely remember a legitimate shift yeah i it's funny in college when people start getting iPhones and, you remember this yes okay tell me i remember when people start getting like iPhones and i personally didn't care about mm -hmm. phones at that point mm -hmm. you know so i think i had some type of I don't even know if it was a Galaxy. It was like a Nokia or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, how it was shaped. You remember that jitterbug for the older people? Yeah. <laughs> people people used to say I had a jitterbug. jitterbug really? Yeah. And, I, and I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. But it was like, I got like the latest PlayStation. Mm -hmm. I got a PSP. I mm -hmm. got a laptop. Mm -hmm. I don't care about the phone part. Right, yeah. right. Like, all of my friends are right here. Yeah. My girl's on campus, too. Yeah. I don't even need no iPhone. Yeah. But 
But that shift in technology mm-hmm. made everybody think that they had to have the, the need or the or like the consciousness change. Because when we grew up, I, I think about this every day outside playing, mm-hmm. like playing outside. Like today as an adult, I have to go outside. Yeah, I got to go outside, even if I'm just going to stand around. Mm-hmm. I got to be outside. And what's so beautiful about that is like here we don't ask each other, like what you doing outside. it could be any time of day you could be doing anything and nobody is like confused about why you might be outside because that's our culture here is outside Mm -hmm. um but you know i've lived in other places we've been other places where it's strange to want to be outside and Mm -hmm. so i said that like relating it back to like when technology kicked off in 2007 i know for me what a big shift it was because of what mattered to mm-hmm. us like you said my friends here my girl here, everybody already right here right why do i need to turn <laughs> up over what do they call it fomo fear of missing out or whatever but even back then i didn't know that FOMO. yeah <laughs> it's called fear of missing out fomo so whenever you see that that's what it's for it's a term for it, right? <laughs> i wonder use that in a sentence because i want to hear how you finna use uh. it <laughs> what what you finna say? Cause I would go. I, I don't even know FOMO. That's I, I would have to. I would have to really sit with that. Yeah, that acronym because mm-hmm. this is legitimate. Like I've seen it, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen it that much to be using it in yeah. the sentence yet. Yeah, FOMO, <laughs> fear of missing out. So, um, for us, we didn't we didn't grow up with like that because mm-hmm. we were in. A lot of us were more in like whatever it was. Um, but then today it's like And the interesting thing about it is that, you know, growing up and and being in grade school, you know, you, you pretty much always with your friends or whatever. But you didn't really like you use the house phone, but you really didn't communicate that much. Now we communicate all the time. All the time. And I think it leads to more conflict to yeah. be honest with Ooh, you that's good nick you <laughs> yeah. okay let's go like because it's you know it's and then also it leads to more insecurity yes. more self-judgment and people judging you so maybe we just need to revisit that time yeah anxiety <laughs> would you use the word anxiety for sure yeah for sure social anxiety anxiety about appearances whatever yeah it's crazy because my book that i'm reading Mm -hmm. i take it everywhere (laughs) when i'm reading a book i take it everywhere (laughs) like it's like for me it's like don't forget about that book like you know what i'm saying so i take it everywhere so this book john comer the ruthless elimination of hurry it's kind of like what we're talking about because in this book he's talking about how technology Mm -hmm. and like an addiction took tech to to technology is pushing us into a hurry culture, instant Mm -hmm. gratification all the time, all the time, anxiety, anxiousness, all of these things. And how, if we could eliminate that feeling of hurry or the level of consciousness that we've been conditioned with around hurry, hurry up, Mm -hmm. need more time, 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 time is a man-made concept, right? So in this book, he's talking about like, when time happened, like when artificial time started happening and how we really just used to live by the weather, like live by sun up and right. sundown. It's and, raining season. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And that's just to say like what we're saying about access, constant access to people and over communication and over stimulation, how dangerous it is. But to hear like you and other people recognizing that is comforting because so many people not recognizing that. And it's, it's like a war with folks who are like me meeting new people, right? Mm-hmm. I don't be want to give people my phone number because <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do with it. I, I think the interesting thing about that, you know, I think the interesting thing about meeting new people and giving them your phone number is that you're accessible anyway if you're on any type of social media yeah. platform. Yeah. So... What do you need I, my number for? Yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of more personable if I give you yeah, my number. Yeah. Back then, we didn't look at it like we do now mm-hmm. because even if we had social media platforms, the only thing you could reach us by, by was maybe the DMs or something. Mm-hmm. But I think the majority of people just text now. They don't really FaceTime. Yeah. They don't talk. 
So even if they text all day on social media, that's their main form of mm-hmm. communication, email. Um, it it is basically basically spaced us out, even though we're all right here together. Yeah, you'd be sitting at the table with somebody, and everybody be texting. Don't even have no. And you'd be like, "What's going on here?" Right, right. And so yeah, so I said that to say like me, and too it's easy for me as a parent too. Mm-hmm. When I say easy, because I'm with my kids, I got my kids. Who gonna challenge that? Mm-hmm. Like don't challenge some people will and then that's when it become a problem like because they don't have any boundaries. But stepping away and like living, like being alive on purpose. And then um we know it's like mental health month, like mental health wellness month. Mm-hmm. And all of these things that we're talking about or I'm asking you or like getting to the bottom of is to make us think. Mm-hmm. Like cause we can see ways like where I might be rushing myself and how that's causing anxiety. And what that's doing to my mind. I might be over communicating. What that's causing. What that's doing to my mind. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm so glad to be sitting here talking to you about this. For sure. Because it's necessary. So I want to ask you something. Um, Hold on. Before you do that. Yeah, okay. Before you do that. (laughs) If y'all ain't noticed yet, Amanda Furge is hosting the Verbal Intercourse podcast today. I'm the guest, which is very interesting because I'm not used to sitting in oh, that space yeah. on my podcast so this should be great yeah if 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 you can hear the conversation already it's already going well it's so shout out to her and let's let's get, let's it, get it okay <laughs> so yeah and then too all of that with like a awareness around mental health month. For sure. because for me i feel like maybe um this space when you created it it was a way to get out some feelings that you were having like mm-hmm. do you remember conceptualizing verbal intercourse can you tell me yeah for sure i think uh i think it's kind of been in the works for since about 2018 2019 Mm -hmm. i was going to mental health therapy in hattiesburg mississippi i had a therapist um when i lived down there and she was always telling me that i needed to find a space where I can have an outlet. I tried journaling. I didn't really think it's for me because mm-hmm. I'm more so if I'm writing, I'm writing to publish. Mm-hmm. I'm not writing to just read it and throw it away. For leisure, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um so I was talking to Jordan Red, who had actually done a podcast before and we was in vibe the club mm-hmm. and I just said, you know, I think I want to do a podcast. He mm-hmm. was like, cool, let's get it started. And so when uh when Kobe, when Kobe passed, mm-hmm. I was kind of, first off, I was kind of BS and not BS in the idea, but taking my time mm-hmm. with it. But when Kobe passed, I just went on and got the, got the equipment uh, yeah. and then I just got it started. Mm-hmm. So, um, what was it about Kobe's passing? Kobe Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> Kobe Bryant's yeah. passing. Kobe Bean Bryant. Yeah. yeah. I, well, really what it was, was that you could really pass away at any time so to me some level of some celebrities mm-hmm. they have this level of immortality mm-hmm. and it's interesting because it's just like you never think those people are ever gonna die even if they older than you you just can't really think about yeah you don't gonna you don't recognize their mortality period like you right. don't recognize when they were born like oh this person was a kid once right like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? when you see right. that picture baby picture you'd be like damn he was a baby before right yeah so i i think that pushed me to new heights to be able to think about okay whatever i ever thought about i need to at least try to execute it yeah and so i just got it started uh verbal intercourse was basically, um, I was just inspired by the Wu Tang Clan, their sounds mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and I thought I'd be perfect for a podcast because I just got a lot of opinions. Yeah, and I feel like all of us have a lot of opinions. Mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm just one of the few that's able to express it, and and also. I looked at it as a self-improvement tool, mm-hmm. something that'll help me get through the day, something that I can put together and be in a creative space, yeah. help me to meet a, a lot of new people, mm-hmm. um, find inspiration from the guests, mm-hmm. 
find inspiration within myself, um, improve my ability to speak. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you have a consciousness around betterment. Yeah, for sure. And not even just your own self, but Mm -hmm. also like recognizing what this can do for community for the people that listen for the people involved um from the get from the top to the bottom um a consciousness around betterment how do you arrive at that as uh, how old are you i'm 34 i'm 32 okay wow okay okay so yeah how do you arrive at that at 32 did you have did something happen what clicked in your i know you mentioned therapy which is I suppose what might have brought you there, but what like makes you or what made you say to yourself, mm, I got to grow? Um, I think uh, I think I've always wanted to just grow. Mm-hmm. I think I've always been ahead of my time when it comes to assessing the people around me as well as the environment, seeing when. I feel comfortable somewhere and when I'm uncomfortable. So Mm -hmm. um, I think I've always had goals. I've always wanted to be somebody that was influential. I prayed to be influential, Mm -hmm. not as far as being some type of celebrity Mm -hmm. or something, but being able to influence positive Mm -hmm. change Mm -hmm. within the black community Mm -hmm. specifically. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I think, I think, you know, my parents kind of grounded me in that. I don't think they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Parents be winging it. You a parent. You t- <laughs> I'm sure when it. I be a parent. You, you know, when they it. was like um, the wings shortage, <laughs> I got them all. <laughs> I got all the wings because that's all I do is winging. But yeah, some <laughs> But yeah, I think, uh, I think, honestly, a lot of the books that I read as a child, mm-hmm. I started off, I was like second grade with mm-hmm. like a 12th grade reading level. Yeah. But it was because I was reading a bunch of books about black heroes, mm-hmm. black activists. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked at, I, I looked at a lot of documentaries growing up. I looked at a lot of historical movies. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as I transitioned and I went into my adolescence, all I did was play ball, mm-hmm. read and play video games. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first picked up Nas music, mm. I think that drew my, that, that drove my, the, a different education in my yeah. mind. So it, it gave me a broader perspective mm. of the things that not only that I had lived, but the people around me, yeah. it gave me a better understanding as well as the communities that, that I was in playing basketball, you mm-hmm. get to meet a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Growing up in Jackson, mm-hmm. you get to be in every different yeah. hood as it's well as beautiful. the suburbs. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so I it's think the Mississippi all of that, way. Real yeah, 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 yeah. It's a special place for sure. Mississippi is the soul. Like Mississippi is a very special place, and I went away and I came back, and a lot of us go away and come back. Mm-hmm. But once you really commit to being here and you really start looking around and listening and feeling and vibing you'll recognize like mississippi is like it's nowhere else to be really definitely i think uh i think it once you really get to that age where you're able to look at the different levels of the beauty mm-hmm. i think i think it'll hit you mm-hmm. especially when you go off somewhere else um i think also, with me working in home health and me working in the rural areas, mm-hmm. I worked in South Mississippi, Hattiesburg, all the way down towards the coast. Mm-hmm. I worked in um, Columbia, um, South, that's mm-hmm. South too. Currently, I work in the Meridian area, mm-hmm. so that's like going towards Bama. Um, going to those rural areas, mm-hmm. talking to these elderly people and different people from mm-hmm. different walks of life, different mm-hmm. perspectives. It's a very 
different place. Yeah. 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 It's a beautiful place, mm-hmm. though. And then we got fresh air for now. And we, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? We got fresh <laughs> air for now. We can see the stars at night for now. Um, but yeah, so beautiful. So also, I bring up Mississippi because when I think about being from here, I think about myself and what makes me special. I feel it's the mental fortitude, like mentally, who you have to be. Being here, coming out of here, representing this place, um, and being conscious of culture, race, politics, all of these types of things. Now, I said all of that to say you and verbal intercourse here in Jackson making it look cool. Yeah, that's 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 the purpose. I tend to put a lot of topics on the podcast that I feel like can be informative mm-hmm. and fun. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people, especially our age, need to be paying attention to the information that they bring into their soul, basically mm-hmm. their spirit. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think, me having a, 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 a love for music that is more so introspective than than commercial, mm-hmm. rather, mm-hmm. kind of molded me to find certain things important and entertaining like i i won't i wouldn't be entertained by something that's cliche mm-hmm. it's a lot of cliche stuff that goes on podcasts where black men disrespect black women mm-hmm. podcasts where black women disrespect black men mm-hmm. uh, my favorite podcast out right now is Nas podcast um the bridge yeah where he's just getting these guests on talking about hip-hop talking about where it came from Stuff like that that mm-hmm. I find interesting. I don't necessarily, like, I, you know, I might see a clip of something and I might think, oh, okay, that's funny. Mm-hmm. But do I really want to listen to that every mm-hmm. day? Mm-hmm. Nah, because mm-hmm. because it's, it's funny because it's like I, I finally got to that point where I realized that whatever you consuming, it'll get into your spirit. Mm-hmm. For instance... I've I've been rewatching The Sopranos. Yeah, this <laughs> is good, Nick. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Let's go. I've been I've been rewatching The Sopranos, uh-huh. and I remember when I first watched it, Tony Soprano, the main character, mm-hmm. how how he was in therapy, but how it really wasn't working because he didn't really want it to work. Mm. But he was an asshole, mm-hmm. and he yell all the time, get pissed off real fast every time. And I was re and I was watching it, mm-hmm. and I was like. And, and me looking back on the first time I watched, I was like, "Damn, I was getting pissed off." Mm-hmm. And it's because I was watching this shit every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I could fat, I could rewind back to, I don't know, uh, 2016 mm-hmm. 20, when I was in when Future Dirty Sprite Two came out. Yeah. I was smoking a lot of weed. Mm-hmm. I was drinking a lot of liquor mm-hmm. because that was what Future was talking yeah. about. So. Yeah, so, so you are what you take in. Like you sure. definitely are a reflection of that's that's in my handy dandy book too. But you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. you are a reflection of everything that you take in. So the people that you're around, um, this dangerous scrolling, <laughs> this dangerous mindless mindless scrolling, where you're just seeing millions of opinions and millions of thoughts and just being inundated with other people's stuff. If you don't have the health already in place to guard your mind or protect your mind or set a time limit, or uh-huh. then you're taking everything personally, and then you're looking up from your phone. You just read a tweet where somebody's got an attitude, and you look up from your phone. You don't even realize you have an attitude. Uh-huh. Like, you know That's what I'm out. saying? And so it's just a vicious cycle. Um, I want to get to like who's who's wellness or who's betterment is prioritized with your podcast is it your own is it the guest is it the listener is it equal like how would you divide that pie oh that's that's a great question i think i think uh i think honestly it'll be if if it was three different categories it'll mm-hmm. be 33 percent each because yeah. i 33.3 if you mm-hmm. want to be technical out there. <laughs> jackasses, but. He's a doctor, by the way. <laughs> but uh but I think uh I I really enjoy listening to others talk. Yeah. Um 
especially when they got good shit to say. Yeah. I think, and and I think they enjoy, I think they enjoy the experience of actually being on the podcast because usually after they hop off, they was like, man, I really enjoyed it. Like, like that a therapy was session or right, something. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I think, and, and for the listener, I mm-hmm. think that it's, I'm, I feel like I'm improving as I go about this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's, that is my most objective goal to listen to what I'm putting out and to see how I can improve with maybe just putting it together, mm-hmm. speaking, all of that. So I think for the listener that really enjoys um, a, a podcast that's created by a black millennial male mm-hmm. from Mississippi, mm-hmm. I think they would enjoy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's divided up equally. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. And I would have even been impressed if you had to say me. <laughs> because you know what we do for ourselves the way we better ourselves we better ourselves at a hundred percent then everybody's getting a hundred percent like you know what i'm saying and i think that we get um wrapped up in the idea that we have to share so much of ourselves, especially when we have goodness mm-hmm. you feel guilty for having goodness for yourself right but it's okay like you should have that goodness at a hundred percent and then you're giving a hundred percent because that's what you have. So even if you had to say me, it's for me. I still would have, but you still essentially said that. Mm-hmm. You just, you know. Yeah, you still I mean, it. I mean, I think creating the podcast, podcasting period, mm-hmm. is for me because I have a passion for it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy talking over the mics, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think I'm very happy that God sent me this outlet. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times people, they don't have good outlets, so mm-hmm. they go to whatever they do, you mm-hmm. know, clubbing, sex, mm-hmm. drinking, smoking. Ain't nothing wrong with none of the, mm-hmm. none of those, but to use it as like... A sedative. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, that's different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just thankful for that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so I want to ask you then, with hearing you say that, if you had to lay out a goal so artist I consider you an artist um I consider you an artist because I understand you to be a curator right right and so you are thoughtful you are well first of all you seek you're a seeker Mm -hmm. that's beautiful to me I recognize that in you and in your seeking you're able to filter wisdom Garbage. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> um, you know, average, regular, normal information. You're able, you're really, you're really good at sifting through. And I think probably because you you are authentic, you're really good at saying how you feel. Yeah. And this is how I feel. Right. Period. I love that <laughs> about you. And I can love it because sometimes you say things and I'm like, Nick. <laughs> really what? what but i feel like but that. you feel like that <laughs> yeah. so and i have to respect and i love that because everybody doesn't have that where you where you'll feel obligated to respect their opinion because you see this person's authentic this person's <laughs> thorough this this is how they really feel they, this is how they showing up you know sometimes you see people's stuff and you like you you feel compelled to argue or debate with them because mm-hmm. that's the energy that they bring mm-hmm. so i said that to celebrate you for that because I want to mention that in all of that, as artists, it's good to have a statement, mm-hmm. right? It's good to have a bottom line about who you are or want to be or think you should be as a creative or as an artist person. Something that can guide you, a guide. Um, and this guide helps you in your mind. Now, I'm saying as artists, but this is for humanity. Mm-hmm. It's good to have bottom lines that you establish for yourself. Mm-hmm. I will not be a thief. That's a good bottom line. <laughs> Carry that with you. Right. And we know that if nothing else, this person is informed by the fact that they will not be a thief. <laughs> right. You know what I'm right. saying? And so as artists establishing like I will create or commit to producing sustainable art. Right. I will commit to producing authentic art. 
I will commit to producing art that's going to reflect the times that we live in. Mm. I see you do that with this podcast where every episode you've talked about mental health, you talked about relationships, you talked to athletes, you talked to parents, you talk. Mm. I mean, so I really see you doing that work. That's so special and so important. I want to celebrate you for that. And I want to ask you, have you figured out what your bottom line is yet? Or your statement? Like if you had to summarize... If I had to summarize my bottom line or my personal statement or my purpose, I would say that my purpose is to provide informative yet entertaining content to the millennial population, yeah. whether it be whatever ethnicity, but I specialize in black. Because I'm black. Specializing blackness. <laughs> <laughs> I, blackness is my first language. Right, right. Blackness is my first language. Yeah. Um, I also, my purpose is also to listen to the guests, mm. not judge regardless of whatever they say. Mm-hmm. Um, l- learn, learn from the guests, mm-hmm. and always be consistent with capturing the time i think that when i listen to music Mm -hmm. people that create music like it was interesting because in 2020 it was a pandemic Mm -hmm. well it's still a pandemic Mm -hmm. but you would have an artist that'll drop a whole album and not say shit about the pandemic which is wild to me because it's just like (laughs) who's this for who's this for exactly who did you who did you make this album yeah You know, everybody. It's, <laughs> I, I'm not saying everybody's supposed to be some type of. Everybody's supposed to have a face mask on their album cover. No, right. But we did live in a whole. We're living in a whole entire crisis, humanitarian right. crisis, right? In so, the whole world, this is a whole world <laughs> globally, global, right? <laughs> and so your project or your thing has no none of that, right? So to. To basically translate that and equate it to the podcast, I think that it's very important that I drop content that I feel like people about things that we should be thinking about as millennials, especially black millennials. Mm -hmm. You know, I could have made I could have made a lot of different podcasts off of that one group of people alone because it's so much that we aren't talking about that we should be talking about. We spend so much time talking about bullshit, arguing about bullshit, debating about bullshit where, you know, it's a, it's a whole world of information out there that we should be really putting into our brain. Yeah. It's a lot of good stuff out there to think about and to take in and like make you a good person, like to make you a better person. And I'm not saying that to sound preachy. Yeah, no, of course. Of course we know like everything is true at the same time. Like that's what I tell myself when I find myself like conflicted or Mm -hmm. especially as a black woman, all of the ways that our lives intersect. I always have to tell myself, that's true, and this is true too. Right. Like, there are so the many time, true things sure. at the same time, no matter yeah. how wild it might be. So, I want to ask you kind of a wild card question because I know you're intentional. I know you have a lot of fun. I'm, I know everybody you bring to your table, you want to feed them. Have you had any challenging conversations where you really? maybe disagreed or you really just didn't get it or you felt like there's another way to say this or express this have you had any challenges with your guests with even with coming up with your ideas for the podcast like what are some challenges that you um that you deal with and then how do you deal with them well i think the i think the ultimate challenge for independent podcasts to start off with is to build up enough respectability to be able to obtain guests. Mm. So that's tough. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also tough to, you know, basically put everything on the internet, do all of it on, I do all that on my own. I come up with like all the cover art. This is where we insert the round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) This is where everybody's like, Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's a big deal too, Nick. Cause you, are also like 
as much of your life as this is, you also have other parts of your life. Right, right. Yeah, so, okay, go go ahead, because I had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think, uh, I think I have had some, I won't say challenging conversations mm -hmm. on the podcast, because I think that when the guests come on, it's usually somebody that I feel like we got, we kind of hear. Mm -hmm. Now, I would love to have topics that, you know, me and the guests wasn't here. It's, yeah. And I'm sure it has been when it comes to the relationships part. Mm -hmm. um, I know I did a podcast with, uh, I think I had three guests. We was all on the podcast and mm -hmm. we was talking about um, uh, Kevin Samuels. This is back when he first started. Mm. And so. Mm. For those of you who don't know, I'm going to tell y'all what <laughs> I have come to know, right. which is. Some months ago, um, somebody I knew was like glued to their phone. A man was mm. glued to their phone. And I hear this other man on the other side of the phone <laughs> going off. <laughs> um, that's the way I could describe it. Going off about whatever they were going off about. But some of the things I heard uh, kind of to me sounded like... Um, I was, are you watching a Tyler Perry movie or are you, you know what I'm saying? So, okay, this is just me, my personal opinion. That was some months ago. But this person, this man who was engaged in this activity, I'm like, damn, that's kind of strange because you should be able to formulate your own ideas and opinions about certain things. And some of these things that this person is saying are obviously like yeah. clearly, clearly, obviously like, okay, you might want to turn the volume down or put your headphones on for yeah. that. So I just moved away for it, from it. But I would see when I would sometimes, cause luckily <laughs> this kind of stuff don't come across my table right, a lot. Right, right. <laughs> I don't want to say luckily I like to know what's going on, but I'm blessed to mm -hmm. be able to filter through. Yeah. It. So yeah. I kept seeing that name, Kevin Samuels, Kevin Samuels. And every time I saw it, it was associated or affiliated with, like drama right. like i never saw it like and there was a good energy coming off of it and mm -hmm. when i say good i mean like oh let me tap into that or oh let me see mm -hmm. like you know what i'm saying just 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 the energy that i was getting off of it mm -hmm. so you stay away from it but just headlines you know social media is super good at summarizing what's yeah. going on <laughs> <laughs> right, right, so right, you right. can get it all in the sentence he says such, 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 such. So fast forward, mm -hmm. I recognize, okay, this person is becoming a sensation, but I've never, I still to this day have not like tapped in and tuned, like heard what he said or whatever, but I did get from the internet that, that some of these things might have been considered problematic or, sure. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just yeah. these types of things. And so then all of a sudden, overnight, it seemed this person had passed away, away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so for me i'm like didn't he just rise to fame like didn't he just kind of the, the documentary gonna be crazy yeah, didn't he just kind <laughs> of show up so then for me that immediately my response my reaction is well whatever the circumstances are man god rest your soul like you yeah. know what i'm saying passing away we become more desensitized to death today than ever, ever. we're not thinking about not even gun violence but the pandemic mm -hmm. but cancers but all of the death is around us so much that when somebody dies it can become laughable we'd be like sorry to yeah that man. like sorry to that man <laughs> or whatever you know what i'm saying yeah. but death is a permanent a real thing right. and no matter who it is that person has people close to them that will be severely deeply affected by their death mm -hmm. and so once black with no chaser mm -hmm. which which is my new source yeah. So a little commercial there. Yeah. Um, black, with no black with no chase. Shout them out. They shared my initial review to Kendrick Lamar's Mr. Morale and the Big Step was album. So yeah, check it out. Yeah. yeah. And so it's good to have them because you can get some information. Like for yeah. a person like they me who's first. not finna go to the shade room, right. I'm going to check with, you know, some homies. Mm -hmm. So they got it first. And I'm like, damn, that's. That's crap. My response, my reaction is that's crazy. Cause how else can you feel with a level of consciousness around death, but also a level of consciousness around like this person's energy that mm -hmm. you experienced a little bit via social media while they were on earth. So I'm like, the internet went crazy with that. Yeah, they did. And a lot of people, they, <laughs> they kind of showed their ass, yeah. but, but, uh, I think, 
You know, it was just one of those things that I wouldn't tap in to do either. Mm -hmm. Only thing I would see was the clips that would go up as Twitter mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, like I said, I don't really consume that type of mm -hmm. energy. Mm -hmm. To me, it's always about sports, hip hop, stuff like that. That's what I consume yeah. on a day-to-day uh, -day basis. Yeah. I think uh, I think he was a polarizing figure mm -hmm. that that brought out a lot of opinions in in black millennials because, you know, everybody is on social media mm -hmm. trying to say, am I worthy? Mm -hmm. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody want to ask outside of themselves what they need or want to know for themselves. It's a, it's a big, so social media, the internet is causing comparison mm -hmm. and it's the thief mm -hmm. of joy. Mm -hmm. Like we, like even like I, I have to get it out of my mind mm -hmm. sometimes like and I never want what other people have. Mm -hmm. It's always like, wow, like. Like how how can I get my podcast to this level mm -hmm. or how can I get this job mm -hmm. or that job? Mm -hmm. You know, I've always rooted for everyone, mm -hmm. but the Internet will make you be like, look over there like, dang, that grass mm -hmm. look green. Mm -hmm. And. You, know, you never know they might have to walk through the sands mm -hmm. to even get to the grave. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that's what I think about it. Yeah, and so maybe not even giving the internet all of the credit, but the use mm -hmm. of the internet. Because for those of us who have found ways to engage in social media in, in a healthy enough way, you know, like in mm -hmm. a healthy way, um, social media or the internet, we can, like for me, I have times a day where I'm going to check and scroll and that's going to be it. Cause I recognize like the feelings I recognize in myself, like what this can do. Mm -hmm. You can open the app and be triggered instantly, immediately by something or, and it really just depends on what you want for yourself. Like what you want for your wellness. And then niggas will live like, like it's so many hypothetical situations that you read <laughs> on social media. <laughs> that, and then it's so funny because like I've literally done it myself yeah. and watched couples get to arguing about some shit on social media on social media that's yeah. so hypothetical like hypothetical. you would never like that would never happen would ne yeah the two of you would never make that happen yeah. but if it did happen what oh what think? the hell you mean yeah you would do this? yeah yeah that's crazy right <laughs> and i think i don't know where i heard it or read it at but it's called like trying to cope with the future like I think maybe Eckhart Tolle in The Power of Now is talking about because we're talking about mental health. All of this is a is a conversation about mental wellness health. and yeah. better betterment. And so he's saying where we run into the biggest issues is when we are not in the now, like in right now. You can only do and focus on what's right in front of you, right? The past is there so that we can reference it. The future is not real, but here we are constantly trying to cope with a future, future that we don't even know is real. So you might be driving around looking at your gas tank. Damn, I'm running out of gas. Damn, I'm running out of gas. I ain't got no gas money. I ain't got no gas. But you're driving now. You got gas now. So why are you trying to cope with something from... In the, you know, what you consider is the future instead of focusing on or working through, like, what's going on right now? You know, I find it interesting that you brought it up mm -hmm. because I was just, I was just thinking about how I need to focus on staying in the now. Yeah. Like, I really, I really spend the majority of my day thinking about the future or the past. Yeah. Never just the present. What's right now? I'm so happy to hear you say that yeah, because the sure. the level that you'll go to mm -hmm. in your life is spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, economic, like economically, the level that you'll go to once you start right now and it's amazing because it's so much peace there. It's so much peace in accepting the fact I can only control myself and I can only deal with what's happening right now. So even for me as a parent, now you, how stressed out I would be thinking about bedtime, dinner, all this. <laughs> no, 
I can't think about that right now. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right right now, I got to think about what I'm doing because it that's still in thinking about the future or trying to cope with the future is still in the joy of right now. Of the present. Yeah, so I think about like looking at my kids when we're at the park and they're playing and having a good time and I'm sitting there watching my watch, watching my watch. Watching, <laughs> why would I do that? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But not to say I haven't done it. It's an unlearning that we have to do because that's how we've been raised in conditions. Everybody around us is doing that. Yeah. So I, I think I think that especially the thing with me is that I'm a cancer. So I have a really imaginative. <laughs> What's your birthday? June the 30th. Okay. My son, Titan, his birthday is July 13th. Okay. He's a cancer too. Yeah. I'm a Capricorn mom <laughs> and Titan is very much anxious about mm-hmm. what's next, what's next, what's tomorrow. Mom, can we what next week? Can we boy, you got to learn how to tell time. Cancers are naturally <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you gotta you gotta learn how to read. You gotta learn more. how to read. But and see that might be a message for for both of us too. Right. Which is like that level of an- anxiousness. So I'm glad to hear hear mm-hmm. from you if you can give me more insight about what you think informs that part of you that is like where you recognize today. I'm trying to consciously focus or work on being present. I think. Uh, my cancer nature as well as how I was raised mm-hmm. made me naturally anxious and pessimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like uh, my mother has some small pessimistic, I ain't going to say small, pessimistic mm-hmm. traits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to mom. Shout out to mom. You're beautiful. We love you. But <laughs> she has some, you, you know, I used to think that it was just a parent being a parent. Yeah. But it's something about a parent Telling their child the worst shit can happen. It's between being a parent and pessimistic. It's a fine line. Yes. Like, <laughs> you being pessimistic or you being a worrying parent. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I've had to catch myself early on in my parenting because I'm glad to grow. And uh-huh. kids will make you do that. Kids will, if you want to be a better person, more than if you want to be a better person, but if you want to put good people out into the world, kids are the number one way to have you figuring out how to be better, how to do better, how to get it together, right? right. And so, you yeah, I would find myself sometimes trying to teach the boys how to wash their hands. Y'all wash. Mm-hmm. I got three boys. Wash your hands. Okay. Brush your teeth. Wash your face. Wash your hands. And they're, they're whatever. Humanity is anti-brushing your teeth and washing your face. So me trying to figure out how to get them to do. If you don't brush your teeth, all your teeth going to fall out your mouth. And you going to. The, the worst, the worst <laughs> the thing worst. And so now they looking in the mirror terrified. And I'm like, damn, why you have to say that? That's not even necessary. Like, just give them the rules. But the thing about it, though, is when parents do that, <laughs> that shit is possible, what they be saying. Yes, like, my mother like you're would, speaking it into action. Right. Like, yeah. my, my mother would be like, if you don't put your seatbelt on, you're going to get in the car crash. Mm-hmm. You're going to fly out the windshield and you're going to be dead. She tell you everything yeah, step by I, step. I was like, I was like, how the hell? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's possible. But it is possible. So, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That really is how it is, though. But that's still talking about like what we're talking about, like trying to cope with a future or not being present right now. Like mm-hmm. it's so <laughs> let me tell you, I, I struggle and I use this. I say I struggle with this because there is a struggle and struggle doesn't necessarily have to have a negative connotation about it. I be playing tug of war with God over my blessings. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Give me that. Mm-hmm. It's a healthy struggle. So when I say I struggle with things like this, I mean it in a healthy way, but struggle with like staying present so that your mind can be healthy. But in that, you have to watch like what's going on in your brain. Mm-hmm. And it's an opportunity, but it's also a challenge to be figuring out why is this popping up? What's triggering this? How is this happening? And where does my betterment and wellness play into these thoughts that I'm having, right? So in the mornings, I might not check my, I get up at 4.30. Wow. I get up, yeah, crazy, <laughs> right? But, but I get up at 
um, because I know what getting up at 430 allows me to do for the rest of my day, how it makes me better. So I need to get up at this time because I need the quiet and peace to do these things that will make me better for my day. Devotion, meditation, prayer, get the house ready. So when the kids wake up, I'm putting them immediately into this healthy flow. And then we flowing into the day, like deciding already. But it also gives me a chance to watch my thoughts. Mm. Like I definitely recommend. I'm a. I'm. I'm not weird, but I like silence. Like I love. Yeah, I do too. Oh gosh, are we getting old? Yeah. <laughs> I love me some silence. Like mm-hmm. good old can't hear nothing. You can just just you and whatever else. Like I haven't got to the point where. Even in the car now, I'm not listening to music unless I'm being intentional about like what I want to hear and what I'm looking yeah, for. Me too. So setting yourself up for for betterment all through the day, but that's grounded in watching your thoughts, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm waking up at four thirty and I know I'm struggling with something, at four thirty is my time to work it out. Mm. or to lay it out so I can use the day to figure out like what's going on. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a level of consciousness and it's about deciding, like choosing to be more conscious, just more aware of your thoughts that you're having and what's triggering it. And that's so important because the animosity in our community right now Mm -hmm. is so much animosity. It's so much anxiousness. It's so much, electricity mm-hmm. but it's not being facilitated properly yeah, because people channel. don't know how to facilitate them facilitate for themselves mm-hmm. you don't know what you're feeling because you're not taking the time to figure it out because you're scrolling or you or it the news or just whatever it is mm-hmm. and i'm not anti-scrolling like we're not damn scrolling to hell and social media Everything has a good use and a good purpose. And a good, I see some beautiful things on social media every day. I see dads taking their daughters to class sure. day yeah. looking amazing. You mm-hmm. see people with their beautiful children getting awards and people with disabilities figuring out how to navigate the world. It's some beautiful stuff on social media. But like we said in the beginning, it's just about cultivating your own feed. So mm-hmm. like, People, somebody said this to to me the other day. I used to be so frazzled that you didn't follow me on social media because you, because of the way you engage with me in real life. And I used to be so confused because you didn't follow me on social media, (laughs) even though though. I interact with you in a real thorough, pure way, one-on-one FaceTime, you know what I'm saying? And for me, that's like, wow, let's really, let's really dissect that because People really are feeling like that. Like, them, them followers. Yeah. Them followers, that shit's serious. Yeah. Like, why people, you unfollow me? Yeah. Like, people are really thinking about this. So, I just said that to say, like, just the level of consciousness for me on social media or anything I'm taking in, it's curated. It's, I'm following home and garden and food network and people that I inspire me, people I know specifically, like, people I know directly. Like, I don't follow like celebrities that I can't access Mm. because I don't like to be wondering about other people's shit. They don't have nothing (laughs) to do with me. You know what I'm saying? And so just following and just curating like a mood and keeping people on your timelines that you know are going to bring the energy that you want to have and that you want to put out in the world. Um, So yeah, Nick, you are one one of those people. I like following you. This morning, I had to hit the follow on the podcast because I'm like, damn, I wasn't following the podcast because I thought I was getting everything. You know what I'm saying? But I said that to say, um, I like to follow you because, like I said, sometimes you say things or you bring things up, and I'm really like, I kind of want to debate with you on this, Nick. Like, (laughs) I kind of want to go back and forth. I really love that because I, I, I imagine that. That's you getting stuff out of your head that if you keep it mm-hmm. inside, it could drive you crazy. So tell me, and what I want to use is I want to use this new Kendrick Lamar album. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to preface this with I I love Kendrick Lamar as an artist. When I say as an artist, 
I have nothing. I can't judge him on nothing but his artistry because I don't know him personally. Right. I also don't follow him on social media. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? I don't know him personally. So just as an artist myself and like the respect for who he's who he's shown up as um, as he's uh, matriculating through the industry is inspiring to me. He's a brilliant writer, a brilliant creative. Just like, wow, like very like incredible to me as an artist right and so I said that to say I am one of those lame people that wait till all the hype is over to get into <laughs> like whatever it is I am the person that will wait until everybody done went and that's see like that's how I am and so I I've been anxious about some some work from him for a while because he does such a good job at capturing the time mm-hmm. like he does such a good time at time such a good job at time capsules so i've been waiting to hear from him there's certain artists like you Nas, like certain people i want to hear from like mm-hmm. i know i've and i use that as like a benchmark like how mm-hmm. how am i living because Nas, most deaf they influenced who i became right? right so i use that as a benchmark mm-hmm. so i'm waiting to hear from kendra lamar i keep hearing he gonna drop some mm-hmm. i'm like i'm just gonna wait and see the hype it's starting to build up around the time that I'm really starting to recognize like the the harm of social media, the harm of over communication, the harm of all of these things. I'm like, damn, my boy dropping into the introverse at a time where I'm trying to come out. Like, right, <laughs> like right, I'm trying right. to so come that, out. Yeah. So it's like a conflict yeah. of interest here. Yeah. But then it's like, but damn, I know he gone. I know he finna bring it. So then it's also like, well, let me wait. Cause I know a lot of people got their feelings going on. Mm -hmm. So damn, I, man, I fucked up. Excuse me. Not excuse me. (laughs) I fucked up one day and was like, I need to listen. Cause we were talking about, I was like, I need to listen to it, but I don't want to listen to it too soon. Mm -hmm. Cause I like to give all of my attention. Like right now where I'm at in my life, I'm sure you're there too. Or you starting to recognize like these moments, all we got. Mm-hmm. Right then is all we got. So now when I'm with people, I leave my phone in the car. Mm-hmm. This is your time. This is our time. Like when I'm with my kids, I put my phone up. Mm-hmm. Even I have even started like taking less pictures because I'm like, damn, I'm taking pictures. I need to be in, in this. the moment. I need to be in, in this. this thing. You in know this. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I said all of that to say, like, damn, I'm getting with Nick. I know he. I know he be on. Mm-hmm. So I need to do my research. He gonna push me. He don't even know he gonna push me into this Kendrick <laughs> Lamar album ahead of time. Right. But I'm like, cool. So I was, um, hey Google, play Kendrick Lamar because I like to go back. Mm-hmm. Before I go into something new, you like to go back, especially if the artist to earn that from me. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I know what you finna do for me. Let me hear what you've been doing. Like let me see if I can catch up to where you might be now as an artist. So damn, Google playing Kendrick Lamar. I'm hearing some, like that boy. He been, yeah, he been narrating. Right. So then it plays, and I'm like, I know this got to be one of the songs off the new album because I ain't <laughs> heard it before. But I'm like, do you turn it off or do you listen to it? You might as well listen. I had to listen to it. Yeah. So it was this one. I'm going to tell you because I'm like, I'm going to put it on repeat. Now you want to do an install. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I'm like, that boy, he, he, he has some things to say. It's this one. Father time. Okay. Yeah, it's this one. And it's so, this is how I listen. I oh, listen yeah. with the lyrics. With the lyrics. I got to, and I'm going to pause it. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to do all of that because I'm like, I need to know, like, what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Like, what's really happening here. I said all of that to say. And I just started today listen. on okay. the way here. I think this was, like, track number three. Okay. That's because I listened to the first two songs five times. <laughs> like I went back and like listened right. to the first two songs yeah. five it's, times. It's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, so beautiful. But what I've already intuited, this boy been working on his mind. Yeah, that's really. This boy been yeah. working on his mind, mindfulness, mm-hmm. betterment, wellness. So tell me what you think. Because I seen your tweets. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I seen them. I, I I think it's perfect, but I think it's perfect for me. Yeah. So, like I t- like I tell people, I don't I don't necessarily argue music that yeah. much no more. You know, I might play around mm-hmm. with Ant and mm-hmm. you know, shout out to Ant. Yeah. You know, I might play around with them on social media. Yeah. Shout out to Portia. Yeah. Hey, girl, I love you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't 
I don't necessarily, I don't argue about music no more. Yeah. What I think is beautiful to me, you know, you might not, it might not be attainable to your ears. Yeah. But this album to me was perfect for me because these feelings that he having, I feel like I yeah. felt a lot of the same things. Yeah. Not everything he's felt. Yeah. But a lot of the same things, I think that we really need to take a step back and have a conversation mm -hmm. about some of the things that he talking about. Mm -hmm. Now, this won't be his most commercially successful album, mm -hmm. but it might be his most important mm -hmm. as far as the message. Yeah. And if he can inspire, inspire people to actually take an introspective look at themselves or go to therapy to get some help to be able to look deep into their spirit, mm -hmm. They would really relate to this album. Yeah. Because that's really what it's about. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm so glad you said that. I have an example. Um, a friend of mine, we have a joke. <laughs> I have a joke about Adele. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Adele albums. And I don't remember what year it was, but she came out with an album. And they were really into it. They were like, you didn't check this Adele out yet. She jamming, she jamming. And I just kept saying, like, no, I ain't got to it yet. It ain't called me yet, right? Yeah. So then one day they were like, uh, you still ain't listening to that Adele, huh? <laughs> so I'm like, that's just where you at in your life. Yeah. That's where you are in your life, that it's resonating with you. But that's really how music and artistry is, especially when it's made by your peers. When we think about Kendrick Lamar is one of our peers. He's mm -hmm. one of our creative peers. So he should be able to chronicle if we're on the same path, if we're all growing, if we're all developing, if we're all doing it. It should feel very much like Damn boy, you been reading my journal? Right. Like, right. <laughs> like you too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I love that. That's so beautiful. Because like we were talking about, even the first three songs I've heard, like the you working on your brain. You yeah. tapping into your body. You tapping into a different level of consciousness around what's really going on and giving people language. And I think he's mindful enough to even put on the album that basically I know people have this celebrity um, complex mm -hmm. where they feel like these people are bigger yeah. than us. But what he's basically saying is that, you know, we going, we all going through the same yeah. shit. I'm the same as you. Yeah. And I think, and, and he has a song savior that you haven't made it to. Yet. Okay. And, <laughs> and to, to give you a little bit of insight mm -hmm. on it, he's basically he before he starts rapping, he's talking. He was like, you know, J J Cole gave you inspiration, but he is not your savior. Yeah, you know, I yeah. I did this, but I'm not your savior. Yeah, he yeah, said, yeah. Future Future had you turned in the club, but he is not your savior. Yes, like he, like let's he go, go. Like, like go inside, go yeah. within, like tune in to tune in, like go within. And I think uh, you know that basically tie this all in and and basically you know in the combo yeah. i think that i think that introspectively that's what i try to do with verbal intercourse mm -hmm. i try to bring it all in and have a kaleidoscope of different ideas yeah. concepts and and topics that we can all stuff it in our frontal lobe yeah and feel a type of way or learn something from so. yeah would you do you feel that this is a beautiful for your kids for your legacy mm -hmm. this is a beautiful chronicle of who you be who you're becoming who you are who you've been who you're becoming mm -hmm. and what you see for yourself you feel that way yeah i think uh i think anytime you record something over anytime you record anything and you place it out there for the world to see mm. it gives you some sort of immortality yeah. complex mm -hmm. because regardless if you hear or not they'll be able to hear your voice mm -hmm. or you know a lot of times I take pictures to try to capture the moment where yeah. I was like you know if I grow old it'd be like damn yeah I was cool as shit yes <laughs> print them out too print them out because right. I'm telling you and I, I heard you say like I think you want kids one day yeah when you have kids um and they get to looking at your stuff. And when you're not living in the moment, those moments can become very sensitive because you'll be looking at pictures and you're like, damn, I wasn't even really there. 
But if you practice in mindfulness and consciousness, then you when you take pictures or when you can look at pictures and say, yeah, yeah. I was really there. I was living. That's really, really special because your kids or whoever, they're going to want the backstory. Mm-hmm. Like, what was going on here? What you, you got like, on, You know nigga. what I'm saying? Like, you know, <laughs> so then when they're like, Ma, who is that? And I say, oh, that's Nick Walker. Dr. Nick Walker. And verbal <laughs> intercourse, you know, in their little black history. Because I make my boys a, a black history book of all the black folks that I know personally and like put y'all y'all you y'all in there for them like local not local but this is our black history this is our community so you even DJ Venom um Kansas um, yeah like all of y'all have these little portions in this book where it's like this is black history we can access this right now this is your legacy this your community they see y'all in the stores. We saw Dev Mac in Target oh, yeah. one, one day. And I'm like, y'all don't know who this is yet. Y'all, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, and so, he, he got things coming. Yeah. yeah. And so just, but being able to give them that and know what community is and what it does. Um, and then what's most special about y'all is that all of y'all are working to be better. Right. To be better. And when you're working to be better yourself, you're trying to better the community. Mm. It's a ripple effect. And so I love that. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for you. This is your legacy. This is something to study. This is something that's making you better for us, for black women. Because I speak as a black woman, for mm-hmm. parents, for just to even be able to say there's somebody out here in tune with the culture and giving us space and platform where you can hear from folks. And this is also his way of becoming better. Right. Of his wellness, of his yeah, betterment. Yeah, and so, mine, yeah. yeah, and then look, you can look good doing it. You can look cool doing <laughs> yeah, it. You yeah. can, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's beautiful to me. So, thank you for that, Nick. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's It's been amazing having you on the platform today. Thank you, um, Nick. Really proud of you. Thank You're you. an amazing mother. You're doing great things. Thank you. Really intuitive, introspective. Don't make me cry. <laughs> I will cry. I'm. I decided yesterday that I'm just gonna be a person that's gonna be crying. <laughs> just, I decided that yesterday. But when you reach a level, mm-hmm. when you reach a place where you're just where you want to be in every moment, and you start recognizing the beauty and intimacy, then you be wanting to get emotional. Like tears, tears are also for joy. I feel you. Hey, I, you be like, what am I feeling? Right, like I be tearing up watching sports documentaries. I done yeah. seen fifty times. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, but <laughs> it means you're growing. It means you're growing, Nick. Yeah, but so. yeah, we gonna slide on out, yeah. man. I it, know we went over time. We yeah, we did, but it was amazing. Yes, it thank you. Anytime. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> hey. purple intercourse. Baby. Shout out to Amanda Furge, man. Thank you. Yeah, and we gonna definitely have her back on the verbal intercourse Jackson podcast, and we out. Peace. Peace. Was in. Uh, direct with my mouthpiece, that's verbal in the course, yes, love.